Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Oh, welcome to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to also invite you to our website, letstalkadoption.com, where you can sign up for our weekly show and updates and uh, reminders, too. If you'd like to send me an email, send me your thoughts, and also what type of shows you'd like to see in the future, you can do so at info at letstalkadoption.com. Today we've got a very interesting discussion that we've, um, we've been looking forward to for some time. Uh, we're, making, we're talking about making the right decision for your child. Um, we've got a birth father with us that's going to share his thoughts and his story. Um, Blaine Hall is a birth father who has made a difficult decision several years ago um, but a decision that put his child's needs before his own. So he's a rarity, and uh, and we really like that. So we wanted to make sure we had uh, a program set up so we could we could share, you know, find out uh, what it's like to be a birth father and maybe give some insights to how we can help other men face this um, same thing that he did, too. Blaine, thank you for coming to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Um, it's always nice to be able to get the word out there about adoption. Well, thank you. I, this is and it's so nice, and, and we've been looking for a while for a, a birth father that uh, would be uh, big enough to come on the show and that share this, you know, and I, um, I'm i so glad that you did. You know, at 17, you and your girlfriend found out she was pregnant, and um, and uh, later you, you you got married and, and became your ex-wife, but um, tell me, what was that like? Um, well, you know, you hear about it. Every, it happens to everybody, they say, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want it to happen to you, but mm-hmm. it did. Um, and we kept it a secret, like everybody does, and mm-hmm. went through the three options that we had. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and actually, we had chose abortion for a long time, mm-hmm. and then we disagreed with that one. So uh, we kind of kind of kicked it around, you know, the whole idea of raising the child, getting married, and the idea of grandparents Neither one of us liked the idea of our parents raising our child. Wow. So you really explored that, huh? Yeah, we did. We did. Um, we didn't tell the parents yet. We you, didn't go to the parents yeah. until after we had decided on adoption. How far along were you when you got to that point? Um, I would honestly, it's been 10 years now, but mm-hmm. I would say it was probably three to four months. Mm-hmm. Three or four months into the pregnancy, too. So did you finally then go to them once you had said, "We're this is what we've decided on our own? Yeah. Yeah, we went to them. We told them we were working with a, an adoption agency because mm-hmm. um, we had already found one by then. Mm-hmm. Um, but we hadn't selected birth parents by then. Mm-hmm. And what was their uh, response? I mean, you know, hers and... Now, we didn't tell my parents directly because I had moved out of the house when I was 14. I see. Okay. Um, but my parents found out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, her parents did, were shocked and, you know, the, I knew this was coming kind of negative attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I, you don't blame them. They never want. No, no one wants to see their daughter get pregnant. Right. Uh, even when they're thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Did you afraid you, the father was going to kill you? <laughs> no, no, Leon, no. Yeah. Um, no, that that wasn't a worry. So, that. so uh, it was nervous. I mean, you yeah, know, you don't want to walk into that situation. Well, and that's but, the problem. We have a lot of birth fathers say, "I don't want to face her dad." They just, they just, they just flee. I mean, they run away. Uh, that's well, that's a lot of men do that. What what? Why did you not run away? Well, I don't see why being afraid of a birth father, the mother's father, I just don't see why anybody, I mean, I can understand the screaming and yelling, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, you made a mistake. You deserve the screaming and yelling. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially in the 90s and 2000s, nobody can't say that you can't get pregnant by having intercourse nowadays. Yeah. 
everybody knows that's where babies come from. So, um, you know, you, you are you should be held responsible for mm-hmm. the actions you did. Mm-hmm. Did they support um, you in, in your decision to uh, for adoption? They didn't voice their opinion either way. They said that they were will- her parents said that they were willing to um, help out mm-hmm. um, if no matter what decision we made. Um, they are an anti-abortion family, mm-hmm. so of course, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't supportive of that decision. Um, my family, actually, my mom, when she heard about adoption, um, I believe she went as far as getting a lawyer to see what legal rights she had mm-hmm. to take the child. Oh, really? Because she wanted but, a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and she doesn't have there. rights. Yeah, there are no, I'm not an attorney, but there are not rights for birth parents, uh, adopted parents. I mean, the birth parents' family, uh, they, um, it's really up to the birth parents, you know, you and the mother of the child. Roger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that she had actually gone that far until a little bit of time later. Yeah, that's hard. Um, you know, this is a, that was, that's, you know, because you did, you know, you were stuck it out with her. I, I mean, you just had an interview uh, an hour ago with a birth mother, and um, the birth father was with her, and then one day he just picked up and took off, and he was out of her life. And 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 I hear that often, um, that you know they want to abandon that uh, the birth mothers and just ignore that it happened. Um, did you learn? I mean, you didn't do that. What made you just stick it out? Was it something you learned from from way back of just responsibility, or is it in your your DNA, or or how did you how did you learn to why did you do that? I think it comes down to any time in life. Make, going through life is about making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Some of us make bigger ones. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us make smaller ones. But at any time you make a mistake, it's easy for a guy to sit there. First thing out of his mouth, well, it's not my child. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he knows he's at least right or can at least place a doubt for nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, if the child does prove to be his, then he can say, well, you know, she got custody because the woman always gets custody. Mm-hmm. It's easy for guys to sit here and say, um, well, I didn't have any rights. You know, she plays for adoption while she was pregnant. I didn't have a clue. Mm -hmm. I can't afford a lawyer to go fight for custody. Mm -hmm. Because realistically, the responsibility of a child, men, I think, know a lot more the responsibility of a child than women do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Men can love a child but know how much work it's going to be. Women see, I think a lot of times they see the love of a child Mm -hmm. and they don't think, I'm not disrespecting them. I'm just saying that, you know, mm-hmm. the love is enough for them to try. And for guys, it's too much responsibility. It's, it's a raise, yeah, raising them. And I, can see, and I can see both points. So, so you knew that. And because you were young, I mean, you left home when you were 14. So here at 17, now you're going to be a father. And did you have a job or how are you supporting yourself? Um, yeah, I had a job. Um, it was a, um, I was working for a logging company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was under the table. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, so, um, but I was actually living out of my car, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, that's that's not a, you knew that you couldn't take care of a baby that way, right? Yeah, and that would be really by the hard time to... the baby came around, I'd actually gotten my own apartment, mm-hmm. um, and had a better job and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But at the time, you know, when she got pregnant, I didn't have that stuff. Yeah, and that makes it really hard too, you know. Uh, were you in then on the decision on the family that you wanted to to choose to parent your son? That's and one thing I got to let people know. That's probably the hardest process of all, mm-hmm. the choosing part. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, we would get packets from the agency that we went through, mm-hmm. um, and I would say we probably went through at least 150 packets. Me wow. and my um, former spouse, 
Mm -hmm. Granted, we went through at least 300 of them. 300 adoptive family profiles. Well, you understand that the minute somebody finds out, when you go to your doctor and the doctor talks to you, Mm -hmm. and they find out that you're placing for adoption, people Mm -hmm. don't understand just how many people out there want a child. Mm -hmm. We got packets sent to us, not from agencies, packets sent to us from doctors, midwives. Um, It's like the minute they find out there's a family looking at adoption, you get flooded. Mm-hmm. And they and they had your address, and so they just sent them over to you. And and that must have been overwhelming for you. Not really. It was a lot easier to eliminate people than it was to choose them. What, what did you? What were you looking for in a family? Stability. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That was my big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted parents that I'm a real believer in freedom mm-hmm. and the fact that children should be um, taught along the way of what's right and wrong, mm-hmm. but allowed to live their life in the way they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was looking for parents that believed in education and, um, educational parenting instead of lecturing parenting, if that makes any sense. Yes, it sure does. Mm-hmm. Um, stability was huge. Um, I want to know they'd been married for a while. How long would, would have been good for you? Um, um depending on their age. I see. Okay. Were you looking for uh, younger, older? Did it matter? Or just Stability. Stability, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and you take everything into consideration. There might be one couple that's really great, but they're in their early 40s, and, you know, that's just not what we want to do there. Mm-hmm. And then you have another, you know, but as we went through the process, it when we came across the packet that we chose, we knew it was that one. You just knew it, right. And um, did you disagree on some where she said, oh, I like this one, and you said, oh, I like this one? No, not, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. We actually went and met, I think, three different couples, mm-hmm. uh, Bob, or the first parents that we chose were the the third ones that we went and met. So the adoptive parents that yeah, were the third ones. And so the, uh, what what were the other ingredients of the other families that you didn't like? I'm just curious uh, to help other, especially adoptive parents listening, that were they just brass or just too upfront or just? None of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think any of those people that we had finally narrowed down by the package and went to met would mm-hmm. have been fine parents. Really? But not mm-hmm. for my child. I see, yeah. Um, it was either that the, you could tell that the wife wanted it a little more than the husband. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, even just in a conversation when people share looks, it's like they're disagreeing mm-hmm. with each other. Yes. And that way you could tell that they're trying to put their best face forward and the mm-hmm. other other spouse caught them. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. So you're very insightful because, you know, and that might have come too from being on your own real early. You had to cover your, your behind because sound, a lot of men would have just missed those things. You know, they would have they would not have caught those little glances that said, hmm, I wonder if they really communicate well. Right. And, and um, you did. That's great. Well, it, well, it's kind of important because I was really throughout most of the adoption process, I was playing the game. Mm-hmm. I was not going to place my son for adoption. Really? Through most of it? You, you know, when you met the families, were you still doing that too? Or are you just yes. not? Really? Yes. Actually, our adoptive parents mm-hmm. um, didn't believe I was actually going to place for adoption until they had... Josh, or I don't know if we use names. Yeah, that's fine, Josh, yeah. Um, we used jo- until they got Josh um, to them. Wow. They thought for sure I was going to back out. And, and I told them all along I was going to back out. No kidding. And they stuck with you anyway. Yep. So what made you go from, I don't want to do this, to I, I'm going to do this? Um, I was, we were, we didn't have the normal hospital visit when my son was born. What happened? We just went to a normal doctor's visit, and the doctor said, walk around for an hour and go get checked in the hospital. You're going to have this kid today. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> so when we were walking around for an hour, um, I saw a couple 
people with their kids at a park. Mm-hmm. And I saw one lady who you could tell she loved her kids, but she was just frustrated about life or something. Mm-hmm. And she was yelling, you know, don't play on that toy, don't play on this toy. And I could I could see that being me just because I, I you know, life bears you down. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and I just decided, you know, if this child is coming into this world today, mm-hmm. why not give it the best chance? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I saw that, that parent that was over there with the kids, and I thought, you know, wouldn't it be cool if she couldn't be, because you could tell she loved the children, wouldn't it be cool if she couldn't be their parent and was just their friend? Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't have to, you know, she could go over there and play with them, and, you know, she could teach them, you know, not to play on that slide because it's broken, but as a friend, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I decided that's what a relationship I wanted with my son. I wanted to be his wow. friend. That was like a little, uh, you know, a gift from God in that, that walk around from the time, you know, that very short period from the time I went to the doctor till you were supposed to go to the hospital, huh? Right. Wow, that's amazing. So you really had a peace then about it. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was myself the whole time in the hospital, um, and it took her a while. It was probably like eight or nine hours between when we got checked in and when Josh was born. Mm-hmm. What was it uh, like, you know, when you got checked in? So at this point, you're, I mean, you're still struggling with it, and I remember you saying, too, that you, you know, you really had a difficult time with this, and I appreciate that honesty. You know, through that whole period until he was born, what was that like when, when you actually saw him in the hospital and he was born? Did your feelings change back, or...? Um, this is going to sound cold and callous, mm-hmm. but a child isn't necessarily the most beautiful thing when it's first born. <laughs> okay. Well, I, okay. I, that's true. And I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't know at that point if we should name him, mm-hmm. um, if Bob and Laura should name him. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we didn't have a clue what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the adoption lady showed up. Mm-hmm. and she was talking to us about how it's never too late to back out. You know, while mm-hmm. we're at the hospital, we haven't signed anything. Mm-hmm. She said that she wanted to give us actually a whole day with the child before we ever even, you know, talked about adoption again. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I went through the whole range of emotions, but then I started thinking about all the things I wanted for my son. You know, I went through all the good emotions, mm-hmm. and when I went through the good emotions, that's what made me decide on adoption. Mm-hmm. because, you know, if I want my son to play football, if I want my son to, you know, go to an Ivy League college, I would, did not see myself being able to provide that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're really coming out and taking, because a lot of guys stay in that macho thing, and they go, man, this is my flesh and blood, and I'm going to take it. And, and they may have four or five other kids they can't support, you know, and so they, they, they don't think, they're not thinking like you did, which was wonderful to think of, you know, long-term, uh, the the big big picture of your son um, of what you wanted so this is all went through your head through this whole period of time. Well, and and look at the whole expression that most people who are not in the adoption position mm-hmm. use. You gave your child up. Mm-hmm. No man wants to sit there and have another person tell him they gave a child up. Oh yeah, that's a slap in the face, a punch in the face. <laughs> right, and um, and you, I correct people all the time on that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time. That's where people need to set aside that feeling of responsibility to mm-hmm. be responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to go through in every step of the kid's life and think, you know, now that I'm a parent of two and a single parent of two at that, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you, there's no way that some people nowadays, they look at this like, I can make this work as a parent. 
Mm-hmm. And you can write anything out on paper. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yes, children are expensive, but we all know the ways around it with the consignment stores and mm-hmm. grandparents and stuff like that, and WIC and welfare and everything. But realistically, if you're barely struggling, what happens when your child gets sick for a week? Mm-hmm. You can't go to work. A daycare won't take them. Um, that's one-fourth of your monthly income gone when you're living paycheck to paycheck anyways. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a reality check. And, like, you know, I was trying to explain to uh, my mom when we later went on and talked about adoption. As I said, there are over a million, one in a million diseases out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the chances nowadays of having a perfectly healthy child or baby is rare. Mm-hmm. There's always a little something. Now, most people can work through it, and they become perfectly healthy children. But, um, for instance, Josh was allergic to um, milk products. Wow, so you had, you had probably goat's milk or soy or something. They were, yeah, they were going with a really expensive one. Mm-hmm. I know from, from my experience, we had a new Nutramagen with my youngest son. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that's very expensive. That, $40 a can. Mm-hmm. Very expensive. And if you waste any of it, yes, room. Well, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to share more about making the right decision for your child, a birth father's standpoint. And so you just hang in there. We'll be right back playing with you. On my 18th birthday, I made a decision that would affect me forever. I chose life for my baby. I wasn't ready to be a mom or even to change my dreams of being a singer. Many of my friends offered to help me end my pregnancy. But then I learned about another option that provides a beautiful life for my baby, adoption. I was able to choose my son's parents and even meet them at the hospital. They love him so much and he's an answer to their prayers. I get emails and pictures from them. I even travel to visit my son each year. He has wonderful parents, an awesome life, and a solid future. Everything I wanted for him. And now, I've even moved to Nashville to follow my dreams. I chose life. I chose adoption. Open adoption means you make the choices. Choose the adoptive family, how much contact you want, and how you want the adoption to happen. To learn more about adoption, call 1-800-923-6784 or visit LifetimeAdoption.com. You can speak with a compassionate counselor confidentially 24 hours a day. Call Lifetime at 1-800-923-6784. Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell, and if you just joined us today, we're sharing um, with you about the, the making the right decision for your child. That birth father Blaine Hall has joined us to share about his story and his thoughts on fatherhood as a birth father. Um, Blaine, before we left, too, you were sharing a little bit about you know the expense of raising children. And you're a single dad now with two two boys, so you know how difficult that is too. You know. Um, it's very difficult. Um, you know the decision you made, as we mentioned too. You found your strength, um, you know, where else did you find your strength? Because this is what I find a lot of men just, they don't want to feel at all. They just want to numb out. Um, what can you recommend to someone listening right now that, that may be facing what you're facing or facing then uh, that could help them? Well, this is going to sound kind of drawn out. I'm going to try and make it quick. But um, as people, when, for instance, a husband and wife live together and the cupboard door breaks, 
the wife just naturally assumes that the husband's going to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And that wife asks the husband to do it. Now, the husband may have never fixed a cabinet door before, but he figures out how to do it because he researches and it's something that interests him. When it comes to adoption and raising a child, men just naturally assume that that's the woman's role, like that cupboard, and even though neither one of them know what's going on, the man doesn't do the research. He doesn't do the investigating, the learning process. It's not his scope, I think, is what comes into a lot of problems there. Mm-hmm. If you're going to, like the adoption process and the idea of having kids, it's, it's not hard to take a few minutes out of your time during that nine-month process and go learn about the adoption process mm-hmm. in and out, mm-hmm. learn about open adoption, mm-hmm. learn about um, from people who've recently had kids. Mm-hmm. Um, go see anybody who has a three- or four-month-old baby. They have bags under their eyes. Mm-hmm. No matter how financially secure they are or how well their jobs are, they're not getting sleep, they're kind of stressed out, and only the truly strong relationships survive that. Mm-hmm. And you really need to have two parents whenever possible because you've got to give the other one a break. You know, yeah, sure. lots of family support around you if you're a single parent. I mean, it can be done, but it's difficult. And, and I've been a single mom, and I know uh, it's a very difficult thing. And uh, and you are now, I'm sure, you know, you just can't, you know, say, hey, I've got to get some sleep. Can you take over? Um, um, you catch a traffic jam. Mm-hmm. There's nobody that can pick your children up from school. Mm-hmm. And the school is still going to charge you that extra $15, you know what I mean? A minute sometimes. Yeah, yeah. a minute sometimes. Um, if your babysitter cancels on you, there is no backup option. Yeah. Um, and that's what people need to understand. I mean, if you're in high school, you're worrying about your image. And that sounds bad, but mm-hmm. let's just face up to the fact. Mm-hmm. You're worrying about your image. Mm-hmm. You can say with your image, if you think about how to play the words, that um, walking away is wrong. Everybody knows that. But you can excuse it, like I said earlier, with it's not my child or women always get custody. I have no rights. And everybody will just kind of half believe. Yeah. Well, because what would you say? I know we've got just a few minutes left in the show, but what would would a guy say? Give him some suggestions on a comeback he'd say when someone says, what do you mean you're not going to take care of your kid? Or, you know, what, what, what would he say? I say I could be his best friend. Mm-hmm. I can show up. We have right now between me, my ex-wife, her parents, the adopted parents, and the adopted parents' grandparents. Mm-hmm. We have probably nine people that are feeding individual college funds for one kid. Wow, and just love him just beyond belief. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when people say, well, you know, how could you not do that? Or how could you just give your child up? Mm-hmm. I didn't give him up. Mm-hmm. He's 10 years old. I saw him not too long ago. Uh, within the last couple months. Mm-hmm. I talked to him on the phone last, like two weeks ago. We're planning a mm-hmm. camping trip here coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and the great thing is when he disagrees with his parents, mm-hmm. you can agree with him. He mm-hmm. will talk to you like a friend, and you can actually have a biased opinion to go to their parents yeah. with. How my, many people get yeah. that much of an insider between mm-hmm. them and their kids? Yeah. My uh, my uh, technician here just said, he's uh, Daryl said, uh, you didn't give him up, you gave him more. And he uh, he just popped in on my ear and told me that, and I think that's a very good comment. You're right, you did give him more, any more love and everything, uh, which I think is important. Um, you know, closing thoughts, we've got 30 seconds here. What could you say, anything else you'd like to share for, for people listening today in 30 seconds? Look into it. Don't immediately rule it out. Okay, okay. That, that's my opinion. I Definitely look into it. 
Yeah. Well, Blaine, you have been a delight. I'll have to tell you. Um, I just want to share with you. I can't share with you in words how wonderful um, this interview has been. And I think how much you're going to help a lot of people. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending the time today and educating us. Um, Thank you so much. And I just wish the very best for all of you. God bless you. You have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening today and tuning in with Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell. Until next week, have a wonderful week. We'll see you then. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.